on 102.5 The Bone. One zero two five, the Bone Real Raw Radio, Roger JP Show. Very fortunate to be able to speak with Phil Esposito on uh, opening day, Tampa Bay Lightning season twenty twenty three twenty twenty four. How you doing, Phil? I'm doing well, thank you. And how are you, fellows? We are good. Doing great. I'll tell you, it is an honor to speak to you because when I was a kid, we were uh, Bruins fans. My parents grew up in Springfield, Mass, and. Watching oh. you and Bobby Orr, and I mean, we, we were you when oh. we played street hockey. I mean, it's a pleasure to talk to yeah. you. I'm on my way up tomorrow for the 100th anniversary of the Boston Bruins. Wow. Did you know that? It's 100 I... years. They were the first American team to get in the NHL. Detroit, New York followed a year, a couple of years later. Right. And so they're celebrating this big anniversary, and Bringing back 53 alumni. Wow. And um, That's gonna nice. Go up there. It's going to be fun to see guys from my era, like, you know, Bobby and, and Chief and some of those other guys. It's going to be fun. Do they anyway. do it right? Like, do they... Like, do they do they treat you like the legends that they're bringing in? You know what I'm saying? Or is it something that you'll go yeah, and you'll do, know, you don't really want to do, you know? Who knows? <laughs> you show up and right. you don't go I, I, me personally they did say that they wanted us to walk a red carpet before the hockey yeah. game right? because the Bruins are playing the Blackhawks mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow night and uh, I understand that but for, then I read an itinerary is 3.30 in the afternoon the oh. game's at 7.30 Hell, I didn't get to the rink till 6 o'clock when we played at 7.30. <laughs> Those are the good old days, Phil, huh? Right. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> right. What time did you get to bed the morning before? That's that's really the question. That is the question. We <laughs> had our power naps in the afternoon. <laughs> I see, I see. <laughs> yeah, the, the reason I asked you that question is because, you know, we're on Long Island, and the Islanders would constantly blow the dust off the dynasty guys and bring them out for anything that they possibly could. Which is yeah, fine, but just wondering if they treat you well. Right. And well, we would I'm, talk. I'm pretty sure they will. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure they will. Kenny Hodge and I are going up together. Nice. He lives here in Clearwater. Yeah, Wayne that's Cousin awesome. lives in Ocala, but nice. his wife can't travel. She's too ill, so he's not going to be able to make it. But right. a lot of we the t- other guys are. We would a lot talk of to the guys live on the East Coast too, like Cheevers and Orr and and Brad Park and so a lot of them like that. So I'm going to need some addresses for future house purchases. Yeah. I want to make sure I'm close. Cause, <laughs> okay, because that's it. pretty cool. <laughs> we would talk to we would talk to guys like Gillies. and be like, "Listen, man, you know he'd be there for opening night." He's like, oh, "You don't understand." He's like, "Now." Now they want me to go to the sky boxes and shake people's hands. I just wanted to wave to the people from the ice and get out of here. <laughs> well, that's true. But if they're paying them, it's yours. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's exactly right. That's and I told the Bruins that. You pay me, I go. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> I love Espo, the thing that everybody loves about you is that you're, you know, you've been a plain talker since you were a player. You know, it's yeah, it's well, it's who you are, right? It's your whole life. That's that's how you've been. Well, I this mean, is my wait a minute. This is my sixty first 
opening night Oof, in the NHL. Geez. Can you yeah, believe that? Lot. And I wasn't about to miss the Lightning opening night, no. even though they have a big party tonight in Boston for all the alumni. Yeah, right. but uh, but you can't yeah. miss opening night for the Lightning. No, is never, it still get? Never. Does it? Do you have that thing, uh, like a lot of athletes will say, where, you know, you get that feeling at opening night. Do you get that feeling where you're like, God, I wish I could just, I wish I could go out one more time, you know, put on the jersey and play. You know what I mean? And I know you're way past yeah. that. I understand that. But, you know. No, it, I'm not. I, would, I get that <laughs> feeling every game for crying out loud. I don't oh, know why great. I still have this passion that I'd love to go out there and play. Mm. I was talking to Gretzky about this about a month ago, maybe six weeks ago. What a ago. name dropper you are. That's unbelievable. <laughs> right. Just dropping Gretzky in there <laughs> like it's nothing. <laughs> he surprised the hell out of me. He said he doesn't miss playing one iota. Really? And I said, wow. I said, I miss it terribly. So I've it turns it ever since I retired at 40 years old. So mm. what you're saying is Gretzky's a fraud. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Yeah, I wish I could be a fraud like that. <laughs> <laughs> You're not kidding. Do you still skate yeah. at all, Phil? <laughs> not seriously, uh, but you know, like casually. On, last time I put on skate was uh, just before the pandemic, and, and it was in Russia, in Red oh. Square. Wow. And I skated with uh, Tretiak and Boris Mihailov and wow. Yakashev, and even Putin skated that day. Really? We were all out in the Red Square. It was fun time. And we had a great... The rink was 300 feet by about <sighs> 150 feet wide. Whoa. Yakashev and I and uh, Putin, we just hung out by the other end. And we waited <laughs> for the kids to take us to puck. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any... any uh, was there any temptation to check Putin? You know, <laughs> show him who's boss in front of the net? Stuff like that? Right. I got to tell you the truth. The guy named... Um, Kasatonov, who played for the Devils for years, okay. he says, let let the president score. I said, like hell, if I'm on and he's got a chance, I'm not letting him score. And I USA! Went yeah! yeah. <laughs> I went behind him a couple of times, lifted his stick, took the puck, and he nice. turned around and he, he laughed, okay? He laughed. Yeah. So yeah. I was fine. I didn't go <laughs> to Siberia. Yeah, there's probably somebody outside your house just waiting, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. No, I got along with the guy. I really did. I mm -hmm. don't know why. And I think it was because he was 13 years old, maybe, and mm. 72. So that's really yep. an impressive year. Yep. And the Russians still play that series, the Cold War on Ice, yeah. from 72 every year in September. Every game they play. Wow. Every time. Every year they do it. <laughs> they torture them. In Canada, we, we, in Canada, we can't get them to give us a banquet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're just tuning in, we're talking to uh, the man responsible for the Tampa Bay Lightning, Phil Esposito. And, Phil, my question was, you know, when the NHL was looking to expand and you were sitting there fighting to put a team um, in arguably the hottest part of the country... Were they kind of looking at you like you're crazy to think hockey's going to take off in South Florida, or were they immediately responsive to it in a positive well, way? I was on the marquee committee, JP, with, with, as a player mm. and okay. as a general manager. So I knew they wanted to expand. And they were looking for the television sphere. They wanted something down south so that they could have Los Angeles, you know, and then you've got Boston and the East Coast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I, I was told just for me, when I called John Ziegler, who was then the president of the league, there was no commissioner then. He was just the president. Right. I called him and he said, look, just stay away from Texas. I said, I'm not interested in Texas. I'm interested in Florida. He said, perfect. And the reason was, simply put, the next year, the Minnesota North Stars moved to Dallas. Right. So that was already in the in the making, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. I want you to so, mark it up, right. I had, no, Florida was my first choice. I'm not going to lie. I went down to Orlando first. They wouldn't even let me in the building. Todd <laughs> Williams was running the Magic then, and they wouldn't let me in the building because he dealt with the 76ers. I mean, he dealt with, yeah, the 76ers in basketball and the mm -hmm. Flyers, I mean, in hockey. Okay. And then I went down to Miami because they had a building, and Rick Cunningham was running the Miami Heat then. Mm -hmm. And he also dealt with the Philadelphia Flyers. So I called Eddie Snyder, who owned the Flyers at the time. I said, what the hell did you do to these guys? <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't even let me in the door. <laughs> and, he, and he says, well, Phil... The Flyers and my, me, we owned the building. We took the best dates. And when you're sharing a building, if you got one owner, and we didn't own the basketball team. Right. So we gave them whatever was left. And they didn't like it. But they're still there, 76ers. Right. You know? So and then I met a guy named Henry Paul right here at the old Malios. The first time I ever met him and the first time I drove in here, I was in Orlando playing golf with my buddies from New York, and I got a call to come down and meet Henry Paul and Tom McEwen and a guy that owned QYK Radio, which was a country music station, I believe, back then. I don't know whether it still is. And, um, and him and two lawyers. One was named Smith. I don't know. I can't remember who the other one was. But I'll never forget it and make a long... I mean, we sat there for almost four hours. I didn't get back to Orlando until like midnight. And um, I can tell you this. At the end of the night, I looked at Henry Paul. I liked him immediately. He's still my best friend. Mm. And we still do business together. And I said, could hockey survive here in Tampa, you think? In Tampa Bay? Oh, I said Tampa. I did say Tampa. And um, Henry said, well, we love football. We love car crashes. We like <laughs> boxing. We like wrestling. It seems to me you got it all on hockey. <laughs> That's true. I, I said, I'm going for it. Are you with me? We shook hands. We've never had a piece of paper. Wow. That's we the shook best. Hands. That and is that awesome. Yeah. And Tom McEwen was the one that said to me, and this was the difference. And I never understood why St. Petersburg didn't like Tampa and Tampa didn't like St. Petersburg. I didn't understand that. And I found out it was all about the the, uh, the sports editors. Tampa had the Bucks, And Tom McEwen said this. He said, you got to call it Tampa Bay. Mm. Hubert Mizell who ran the St. Pete Times guy, he said, you play in St. Petersburg, you call it St. Pete. There's the difference. Tom said Tampa Bay, the whole bay. Not Mizell, St. Mm -hmm. Pete. 
And I thought about that over the years. At the time, well, I didn't get along with Mizell anyway. I didn't care for him. <laughs> he didn't know anything about the game. And he said that I was uh, all sizzle and no steak. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> How is that possible? And, and when, when we got and when we got the team, I wanted to go and shove a steak on his nose. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what you were thinking. Right. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad so, the other guys said no Woodledge in the building, or this wouldn't be happening. Well, with you, you know, with you. listen, um, probably not, but it's funny how things work out. This is, uh, I've been in this town now, I've been in Tampa Bay for over 32 years. Mm-hmm. I've never spent anywhere else longer. I wow. left home when I was 19 to play. And I mean, I was in Chicago for four years and Boston for seven. And then New York, I stayed for almost 18 years. Yeah, well. Because, you know, I was doing uh, <laughs> broadcasting after and stuff like that. And then they made me an offer I couldn't have refused to become general manager. Mm-hmm. And that was either take the job, general manager, or don't work for Madison Square Garden. <laughs> I was glad you got out of there. I hated the whole Ranger thing anyway. I hate to tell you. Yeah. Nobody likes the Rangers. I mean, honestly. Well, you got, if you're in New York, you like them. You know what's interesting? We don't like the Rangers. You know what's interesting about this whole, about the, um, about the lightning and ownership? The only time I've ever seen a passion for ownership was when George Steinbrenner was still alive and he owned the Yankees and the fans absolutely loved George Steinbrenner. The way Vinick has the fans in the palm of his hands, is, it's not normal. It's not <laughs> something you see. You don't usually see a fan base that loves ownership. You don't usually see the players on a True. team that loves ownership. True. As much as these guys do. And uh, let me put it this way. Honestly, I think, uh, look, the Ronnie Campbell group, the guys from Detroit, um, Mr. Davidson, Davidson group, they were good. And Ronnie was great. Ronnie Campbell was great here, running mm-hmm. things and everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I didn't have the fortune to be with these people. I was with guys like, the Japanese, they didn't know what hockey was about. And I knew that because every time I said hockey, they'd give me a bottle of sake. They didn't have a clue. That's fantastic. <laughs> and, and, you know, so we got it. But they weren't bad owners. It was the people they put in place. And it was all about the bottom line. Didn't care about budgets for players or anything else. Didn't give one damn, and that was a very tough, tough time in my life. Very tough. Mm. I can't tell you how many meetings I walked out of because we couldn't have money. I think the first year for everything was somewhere around $7 million, 7.4. And I'm talking about coaches, scouts, people that worked there. I mean, Mm. everything, travel. You you think about that. Now that a player gets that now. Right, right. Oh, the economics are completely different. Right. And the dollars are different, obviously, over time. 
We're talking to Phil Esposito. I had the misfortune to be with the worst possible human being <laughs> and owner in the history of professional sports, and that was Art Williams. <laughs> Thank God he didn't buy the Buccaneers. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, way not to sugarcoat it. Right. I love it. <laughs> Phil, I got to ask you one one more quick Bruins question because you mentioned Wayne Cashman. Is there a story, and is it true that he got very upset when you were traded and like wrecked a hotel room or something? Is that true? Uh, yeah, it is actually. He threw the television out the window, um, <laughs> and then I remember Classic. calling after the game because I I got on a plane when I got traded. I got on a plane right away and flew to Oakland. And played that night against the Seals. Right. In fact, I got two goals and two assists my first game there. Nice. Um, well, the Seals weren't there. Uh, yeah, Oakland Seals. <laughs> and uh, Wayne uh, Wayne called me after the game, and because Kenny Hodge called me actually, and he said, "You got to talk to Cash. You got to calm him down. <laughs> he's getting he's going crazy here." <laughs> so I did. I talked to Wayne. I said, "Listen." Calm down for crying out loud. He says, I can't believe this. I can't believe what they did. How could they do this? Well, it, was no, it wasn't about hockey. It was about my contract. And that's oh. why I got oh. traded. And and my feeling was they came to me after the second or third game and asked me to change my contract. And I said, well, why? We signed it. Right. I mean, you signed it. I signed it because I had irrevocable trust. And Carlos Krensky told me about it, and I and I it worked. In fact, my brother had it with the Blackhawks, earning eighteen percent interest, never to go below that. Wow! And not collecting until he became forty-two, forty-three years old. Whoa! And that's what I did. But they couldn't deduct it, so they wanted me to change the contract. Well, if they were so smart, they should have known that in the beginning. Right. <laughs> Good job. Way to stick you know it to I mean? the man. <laughs> and I yeah. wouldn't change it, so I got traded to New York, and then New York came to me. They didn't understand the contract either. Bill Jennings oh, was the guy there, and he wanted me to change it. And I'm thinking, nope. what the hell? Am I going to get traded again? <laughs> My kids were in Boston. And it was just the shuttle was going. I could go back and forth to see them. Right. And, and I gave it up. I gave the contract up. They gave me, I think, fifty, sixty thousand 60000 more. And I took All it. Right. And, and I got another year or two on it. So I did. I did that. But I didn't want to. I didn't mm. want to change anything. And I never wanted to leave Boston. As At that time. All right. At Accepted. At that time, do you have an agent representing your interests? Or are you doing this all on your own? No. Well, I had a lawyer, but okay. he didn't go in and negotiate. I negotiated myself. Nice. Love that. That's I nice. had an agent for one time, and that was Al Eagleson, and he put some of my money in a Carl Brewer car wash, and I didn't like Carl Brewer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. I've gotten in two fights with him in one game, and I said, that's it. Do you put my money in Kyle Brewer car wash while he was talking to me? No. (laughs) That's right. That's awesome. Hey, I got a question about, uh, I was a little worried about you last season, that game in uh, 
in Toronto when the and I and you quote you've got a fat woman who's yapping like crazy did you, and honestly I was like uh oh I'm like this is not this is we're in it's the wrong time for this one but then I felt and then I was like I was waiting for the shoe to drop and it never happened did anybody even give you a talking no. to like now Phil you but can't say that out, it was it turned out not to be a woman it was a man with <laughs> long blonde hair that's fantastic. even better you know how far up we are to see yeah. down on that ice? Okay. It looked like a woman because it looked like she had boobies. And, and right. So I said, okay, it's got to be a woman, right? But it was just a fat guy. <laughs> That's <laughs> classic. I'm a fat guy, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> I saw you got a fat woman who's yapping like crazy. I was like, "You're the best, Philip Pizzito. That's the best. That was fantastic." Uh, I know. I people have told me about that and said, "Look, I don't know who she was or he was, but I can tell you this: I remember Patty Maroon telling me he had the most vile mouth he's ever heard." Oh, <laughs> that fan? Yeah. Oh, oh! I see. So that's the yapping you're talking about. Yeah, you got my thing is to hell with them. Right <laughs> <on>. <laughs> so, Phil, uh, opening night tonight. Uh, we look forward yeah, to it. Right. I'm sure you're excited as well. The fans are pumped. Yep. Five thirty puck drop, right? Of, of all the years I've been in the NHL, and that's mm. close to sixty, sixty-one now. Yeah, I've never played or ever been involved in a five thirty hockey game. I've never heard you. of it either. <laughs> Never. And um, I understand, you know, what they're trying to do with the three games TV, right? tonight. Yeah. And TV, I guess it's ESPN. Yeah. Well, uh, why not 5 o'clock? You know, <laughs> and then 7.30, and then 10 o'clock. Now yeah. it's 10.30 out the, on the West. And uh, with Vegas... Who the hell is Vegas playing? I've forgotten. <laughs> They're opening it up, but it doesn't matter. Well, not the Golden <laughs> Seals. The West until we start playing them. <laughs> right. I think they're playing the Whalers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. But uh, look, I, I, it's always exciting. Always, honestly. Yeah. As right. a player, I think you you have this um, butterflies for opening night. It doesn't yeah. matter whether you've been in it for 20 years as mm -hmm. a player. You, you just seem to have this, yeah. And once the game starts and you maybe get a hit or get hit or get a shot on net or something, you you calm down pretty much. That's right. Well, down. Phil, enjoy the opening night, and uh, thank you for taking so much time and, and hanging out with us. It was really, really cool to talk to you. Well, thank you. I enjoyed it. See you guys tonight. Take, Take care. care. See you. Take bye -bye. care. Bye-bye. Phil Esposito, everybody. <laughs> wow. fat woman yapping down there. <laughs> Monica, lock that audio up. Make sure it doesn't disappear anywhere. Wrap it in gold. I'll take it. Saved that, that's like one of my favorite interviews ever. I'll forget, I mean, that, we, I'll forget that we even did it right. Friday. <laughs> I'll remind you next week. <laughs> man, oh, man. He is something else. So there what you will go. we say tonight on the bone <laughs> when they broadcast? Mm. We'll see. I love... Um, I could listen to God, like I didn't. I could listen to that for the next five hours. Like just all of the. Sports. Oh, he's just. Uh, just it's just give me some. You know he's got tons. And I will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. One of the greatest to ever play. Roger JP one two five the bone real raw radio. We'll be right back.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.